0: Live from the desert cities of Southern California, your car is not a refrigerator. Getting all revved up. Now, here's Todd Bianco.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hi, John. I'm here with John McMullen, McMullen today. Hi, John.
2: Hello, Todd. Nice to be with you again.
1: Now, I saw something on Facebook. Did You, uh, you, you were extolling the virtues of uh, Elon Musk's name for his latest child.
2: Oh my goodness! I can't believe this. I think that it. I think that he and his girlfriend should have their uh, parental rights stolen away from them because that kid's going to get beaten up a lot.
1: Well, I can't even I, I pronounce don't know how the it's going to fall out because you know, under California law, it's illegal.
2: It's illegal for what?
1: It's illegal to name your kid that. Uh, we better tell the people what he's named his kid. The kid is named. Uh, it, it's it's a series of uh, letters and numbers. It's X, then something that looks like an A and an E together, and then A-12. Okay. And um, X is, uh, did they tell you that X is the unknown variable?
2: Yeah, I saw that.
1: Ae the, t- the together is the Elven spelling of AI or for artificial intelligence, and Musk has his own AI company actually, where they're going to start embedding chips under your skull, and um, and then the A12 is the precursor to the SR71 uh, aircraft, uh, but it didn't have any weapons and no defenses. It was just for speed, so it was great in battle but nonviolent.
2: Oh boy. <laughs>
1: And of course, A it also could be an archangel, which is his favorite uh, favorite song by Metal Rat.
2: No, I think it was, wasn't it his girlfriend's favorite song? I his think. girl, yeah, yeah, his
1: girlfriend's. Uh, what's, what's her name? Grimes. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was and her favorite name. Why does she only song. have
2: but, one name? She's not Cher.
1: Uh, no. I. What's her first name? I don't remember. Now. I don't know. Um, I just saw Grimes. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting little put together, though. Yeah, um, it he's was not uh, a
2: well person. Uh, he's an intelligent scientist and, and uh, manufacturer, that's for sure. But beyond that, he's just <laughs> a weird dude. He, he
1: he is a weird dude. This is like his fifth or sixth kid too. So, I think there's two or three baby mamas.
2: <laughs> wow. But under California law, it
1: has to have 26 English – it has to be – they can only use one of the 26 English letters of the alphabet. Uh, So, yeah. So they may have to make a change, you know. (laughs) All righty. Uh, uh, you know, there's also another famous name. Life is not bad if your last name is Ford. Uh, this lady named Alexandra Ford English is a rising executive of Ford Motor Company. Now, you know, it's no surprise. She's the great, great granddaughter of Henry Ford. And she's the daughter of Bill Ford, who's the executive chairman. She's now also on the board of Rivian Automotive, uh, which uh, helps tie the two automakers together. She's taking the seat vacated by uh, Joe Hendricks, who is uh, who abruptly stepped down from Ford's automotive president title in a management shakeup. In other words, he was fired. Uh, she recently became director of corporate strategy at Ford. I don't know what that is, but that's what she became director of. And she previously worked at the automaker's self-driving vehicle unit, which lost a lot of money too. Uh, she happens to be the daughter of uh, Bill Ford, so that actually helps. Um, does she know that, her, her, that Ford is losing $161 million a day? Ouch. $161 million a day. That's, that's a big burn. Well, isn't last
2: it? week we learned about how many uh, trucks come off the line there. And right,
1: one and, every 52 seconds. The yeah. And F 150. Yeah.
2: And that's, you know, a lot of money right there.
1: Yes. And we're going we're gonna to get to the pickup truck thing a little bit later. Have you heard of this thing called V2X? I have not. It is vehicle to anything it's basically one of these internet, uh, it, in, and what is it? Internet of things. So your, all your cars are going to be fitted with these things and they basically will talk to each other so that you can understand traffic flows and, uh, avoid accidents and all these kinds of things. And, you know, all the automakers are committed to putting these things in their cars by the millions. Uh, the problem is, is that the FCC has not, uh, allocated this, the necessary bandwidth. They've been promising it, but they've never done it. And, And then, you know, they said, well, if you don't give it to us, we can't fill it. And so the FCC is still hemming and high. Well, Todd, uh,
2: I can just tell you, having worked in a medium that has required regulation from the FCC my whole life, Mm -hmm. uh, that they don't do anything effectively there uh, except uh, thwart the consumer's interests.
1: That, that's right, especially with the uh, you know, speed of internet and uh, all those kinds of things.
2: And that, uh, giving radio and TV stations the ability to own or the companies that own them the ability to own hundreds or thousands of them and, and not serve the public's interest. Right. They certainly
1: don't serve the local interests of the communities, especially when everything is being, you know, basically programmed by a robot with the same f- voice coming out of the the same, you know, the, the, the speakers from yeah. any number of channel in you know, any number I of stations am, all over the country. Right.
2: I am. I heart radio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they, they certainly bankrupted a lot of companies this way, haven't they? Yep,
2: They have.
1: Yeah, but uh, that, that's, so the FCC is, is the, the stick in the mud right now for that. But, uh, you know, all vehicles are going to eventually have it, so they do talk to each other. So that's the whole, but, but they need a special bandwidth, which is, I guess they, what the FCC wants to do is, you'll never believe this, that they're going to want to sell it to industry, uh, you know, like the, the cell companies like Verizon or AT&T, so that they can use it instead. Oh, Nice. Yeah, well, you know how good service. Well, you've got to
2: expect that because the FCC is actually run. The chairman of it, Mr. Pai, is a yeah. former attorney at
1: Verizon. Verizon. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he used to be the attorney at Verizon. Yeah, Ajit Pai. What a wonderful man. Yes, and we don't need any net Frankly, neutrality I prefer either.
2: BlackBerry pie over Agit, so.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, there it is. So um, despite some roadblocks to uh, and local pushback, Tesla's Berlin factory is actually on time. The land was cleared, legal obstacles avoided. And even with this COVID-9 problem, they're still uh, moving ahead and they expect to open in uh, – uh, in Q2 2021, so that's not that far away uh, that they expect to be making Model 3 and Model Y for the European market there. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of construction. It ha- Construction hasn't really stopped unless you're building the Andes in town, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that stopped a long time ago, but most construction sites that I see around here are actually still going in full, you know, that, that well, people are wearing masks. Well, because construction
2: ass. was not shut down by uh, covid
1: no, it w- it wasn't. So things are moving along, even in Germany. And Germany is doing a better job of managing the the, the, the virus out you know outbreak anyway. So uh, that is going forward as fast as they can. Uh, Volkswagen says that they're planning on a budget line of small electric cars. Uh, they're having an internal competition among their brands to award the contract to design and build them. Audi. Uh, their Spanish- what? Audi. Yeah, their Spanish subsidiaries named Seat, S-E-A-T, they lost out. Apparently they – you know who knows what they did wrong, but there aren't that many other budget – you know, VW doesn't have too many other budget brands. I mean the only other one is a Czech Republic uh, subsidiary called Skoda, uh, and uh, that makes budget cars. I'm sorry. I do
2: not want to drive around in a scrotum. A Skoda? Oh, is that what – I'm sorry. (laughs)
1: Yeah, okay, but it's not going to be Bentley, it's not going to be Audi, it's not going to be Lamborghini, and it's not going to be Porsche. So, what are they? Who's going to make it? Uh, they may actually create another a sub brand of Volkswagen to build it. It seems like a lot of money just to to build a car that they're going to make almost no money on.
2: They could call it Audi Light.
1: Uh, they could, uh, but I don't think Audi wants to be part of it because it doesn't. It's not. It's probably not a money maker. Uh, you know it's 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 more like a we need to give city cars to people who you know so they can afford them and you know, if they can't afford a forty thousand dollar crossover electric uh car from volkswagen maybe they can afford a twenty thousand dollar one that maybe only has a range of 120 miles but they only drive you know 20 or 30 miles a day so it doesn't really matter uh, so that that's that's where they're going with that um the, you've heard, have you heard of the woodward dream cruise it's a it's this big like it's 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 this Woodward Avenue in uh, Detroit. It goes through a bunch of different cities there, and back in I don't know, it's 25 years ago, they started this sort of all these classic cars. They basically cruise the street, you know, like the American graffiti style cruising. Yeah, uh, I mean it's like this big to do, uh, and uh, it's it's. Uh, It isn't being canceled, it's still go for August 15th. Now, in reality, there's two parts to this. First of all, there's the people who drive the cars. I don't see a problem when they're, you know, cruising down Woodward Avenue, you know, going through all these different cities and, you know, it's a big loop. Um, I don't see a problem with them doing that in their cars. But the but what they did is they had a huge uh, viewing audience. People would just bring their lawn chairs out and, you know, sit down and drink beer and get drunk and, and uh, you know, yell things at uh, people who are passing by and look at the cars. Yeah. So that that might be a problem. You
2: know, we were just doing a story on – Coachella Valley Live uh, this past week about how up in Santa Clara County they're prohibiting these uh, car parades that people have been doing, you know, uh, with various people for birthdays and things like that. Yeah. Not because of the fact that it's not safe for people to be in the cars, but because of all the people who are they're concerned going to line the streets and how close in proximity they'll be to one another, which I think is kind of overkill, but.
1: Well, this this um, this this event, it, uh, it now it started and only started in 1995, but it now attracts more than 40,000 vehicles from the U.S. and around the world, and uh, 1.5 million visitors annually to you know to view the event. So it's it's a 16 mile loop uh, around the Detroit area. So it's a it's a big you know cruising thing that people love to go and see. Um, I don't know what they're going to do, but it would seem to me that families can sort of like get their own little areas. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. and stay six feet away from another group or whatever. I think it could be done, but they're not they're not going to cancel it. So uh, we'll see how that uh, works out in in Michigan. Well, to, in Michigan,
2: that's where they show up in state houses with their. AK forty seven slung over their shoulders anyway.
1: It is, isn't it? Um, well, and it's and on the same vein, SEMA, uh, which is the Specialty Equipment Manufacturers Association, every year they put on this huge show in Las Vegas. Um, you know, it's, it's got a bunch of, it's, it's not as big as CES, but it, it you know, it covers acres and acres of, of space and in uh, inside and out. It's uh, going to be on for November 3rd through 6th. They're still going to do it. They think that things are going to be calmed down by then and that they'll still be able to book, you know, Las Vegas hotels. And I guess they think the casinos are going to be back open uh, they're not sure what they've—they've they've actually created their own sub-website on their on their own website, which is sema.org, uh, to to coach the various uh, companies that uh, are are they make all these custom things for cars. It's all very expensive uh, aftermarket uh, restomod car- cars, things like that, and it's all the things that people buy to go on the cars. Anything from the seats to the exhaust to uh, you know the, the 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 covers for their engines. It's a it's a gigantic market. It. And uh, they're they're trying to coach their various uh, members. The, there's thousands of people who are members of uh, SEMA as to how it was going to work in each one of their states and whether they'll be able to work or not. It's it's a it's a big it's a it's a big show. So I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, more things are coming on this. Uh, you're listening to Todd Bianco and John McMullen. This is all roughed up on iHub Radio, and we'll be right back.
0: From the desert cities of Southern California, your car is not a refrigerator. Getting all revved up. Now here's Todd Bianco.
1: Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. Hello, John. Hello, sir. I had I found this terrific article that I just had to 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 uh, talk about. Uh, the the headline is up, is the best part. It. Highway Highway Patrol pull over five year old driving to buy himself a Lamborghini. We did that story too. That was a tremendous story. (laughs) Love that story. Well, this kid, I guess he's from Ogden, Utah. His name is uh, Adrian Zamaripa. Uh, He was angry at mom and he got into a fight or something and uh, he wanted to get a Lamborghini and, uh, you know, I guess she said no. How dare her? And he was decided that you know because there's nothing but Lamborghinis like in California. You know that's where they all are. Right. He decided he was going to drive to to California to buy a Lamborghini because she wouldn't buy one for him. Uh huh. She, you know, he decided just to get. I don't know how he did it because he got in the car apparently, and I saw the I saw the video of it actually. You know, the kid was driving down the highway. He was actually on the highway, um, you know, weaving a little bit. But it was, you know, he even pulled over for the hy- you know, the Utah Highway Patrol. Yeah, which is which I found amazing. I mean, he pulled over for them. I don't know how he even knew I they were there. I wonder if unless- the
2: officer was able to ask with a straight face, license and registration, please. <laughs>
1: It's unbelievable. So the kid had three dollars in his wallet. I guess it's not quite enough to to buy the car. But I don't even know how he reached the, you know, how he reached the pedals. I I mean, know.
2: You know, some kids are it, pretty industrious.
1: Yeah, I, apparently this is one of them. So uh, it was. Uh, I saw the story. It was on KUTV. Uh, it was, which is a U- Ogden, Utah area TV station. Uh, and I guess he got rewarded. I guess somebody. I I you know, I don't I don't think they're gonna cite him for this. I you know, I guess they could, but they you know, what are they gonna do is cite a five year old?
2: You know. <laughs> you know. Well you gotta give him credit, you know. I mean yeah, it, I it, is, at least I mean, if just... he's gonna head out to the west coast, uh, the least he could do is get himself a Lamborghini. Did somebody right. give him like a corgi car or something? Um, I don't know. It's, uh, he
1: did get a somebody did give him a ride in a Lamborghini. Somebody saw the uh, saw the uh, story. The story. Oh, yeah, and nice. uh, w- drove over and gave the kid a ride in his Lamborghini, which I thought was terrific. But I, I just couldn't believe that the kid got in the SUV. It was you know, it's a regular SUV. I just don't know how he. Able, was able to drive it. But, it, you know, you see the picture because they've got a picture with the highway patrol officer. I, I don't know what Probably he was possibly Probably stole his grandfather's
2: thought. cane so he could hit the accelerator and the brakes with that. <laughs> Maybe grabbed yep. a couple of old phone books out of the garage to sit on. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because I I just don't know, you know. I mean, he's 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 a big. I mean, he's he looks fairly large for a five year old, but still, yeah. You know, to be able to reach the pedals and do all that, uh, uh, and then they, he got pulled over. Like I said, it, they he must have heard the hyper patrol guy. You know how they how they talk to you, you know, like pull over to the side, that right. kind of thing. Because I I can't imagine he saw much in the rearview mirror. seriously how could could you see anything out of the rearview mirror i can't even imagine so so you know give the kid props i don't know if he's ever going to actually buy a lamborghini and and maybe you know his mother will have to explain to him that you know one probably costs more than their entire house or wherever they live and you know 10 or 12 of their cars but uh, yeah (laughs) you know not to mention the insurance it can't be cheap right no I mean, I've never tried to insure a Lamborghini, but I can't imagine that it would be cheap. It's not going it, to
2: be cheaper than it is for your uh, for for your car from Elon.
1: Uh, which one?
2: No, I mean for your oh. uh, for your Tesla. Oh yes, well, it's not going it, to be it, any cheaper it, it, than that. It's going to be a lot well, more. Yeah, it's going to be a lot
1: more than what it costs to insure the Tesla. So yeah, yeah I, I don't know what. But these, I mean, those kinds of he cars. only
2: had three bucks in his pocket. I'm not sure how he thought he was going to get. They're on that gas. I don't either.
1: I mean, three dollars is not even. If even at a dollar a gallon isn't going to get you that far. I mean, you maybe know, Let's say you give get them three gallons of gas. What's what's Maybe the, what's Pilford the
2: Mom's uh, Chevron card too?
1: <laughs> do they still make gas cards? I guess they do, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess they. I guess some of them still do. Fill I, her I up with
2: regular. Gas cards.
1: Yeah. Um, well, so I, I got, I give the kid props for being industrious. You know, it's one good thing. It was a cute another.
2: story for sure.
1: Absolutely. So, um, let's see what else we got a little bit of news before the break here. Uh, Tesla made a, qu- actually a profit last quarter, if that's believable. Um, uh, they, uh, which was, you know, a big deal because they don't usually make money. And General Motors made two hundred ninety-four million, far down from what they usually make, but they still made a profit. Uh, but Ford was lost five billion, so that's a problem. And, and uh, Fiat Chrysler announced that they lost one point eight three billion. I thought uh, Ford
2: had a better idea.
1: Well, Ford did have a better idea in nineteen seventy-six, maybe, but it hasn't <laughs> had it hasn't had much since then, except for the F one hundred and fifty, which is still the franchise, I mean, that's where they make all of their money um uh, and, and apparently they're maybe i
2: have a suggestion for them they might want to hire designers from uh a cupertino company called apple is uh, that right because i think that most of their cars are not the sexiest vehicles other than maybe the mustang
1: yeah there, there's not a lot of really great looking suvs these days someone's got to do a better job right yeah. All right, so (laughs) we've got lots more when we get back. This is Todd Bianco with John McMullen. You're listening to All Revved Up on iHub Radio. We'll be right back.
0: From the desert cities of Southern California, your car is not a refrigerator. Getting all revved up. Now here's Todd Bianco.
1: Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. Hello, John. Mister you know, Bianco. We're we're not even at, at our bring a trailer segment, but this I have a I have a certain thing set up to for them to email me with certain types of cars come up for auction, uh-huh. and I, I'm I'm watching certain Toyotas. Now this is a this is this came up. Fifteen minutes ago, a five thousand mile nineteen ninety six Toyota Forerunner, uh, you know, at the top trim level, the sr five. Uh, it was the first bid was sixty nine dollars. Remember, this was fifteen minutes ago. The second bid was a hundred and sixty nine. The third bid, within two minutes, was two hundred and sixty nine. And then a few minutes later, it was a thousand. And then. Less than a minute after the thousand dollar bid, somebody bid fourteen thousand dollars.
2: Wow! Yeah, that's whole not fourteen thousand and sixty
1: nine. No, they do that kind of thing though. But uh, you know, know uh they already somebody had already bid fourteen thousand dollars on this car. Five thousand miles from from nineteen ninety six. Wow. I mean, you know, I, like I said, it's just strange when I see these things like, geez, uh, it'll, it's going to fetch a pretty penny. It looks like it's brand. New. It looks like it just drove off the showroom. I mean, the, the seller, although put 700 whole, whole miles on it, that's a it's a big that's a big lift there. Uh, this is an interesting survey that I just saw that came came across my desk uh, Let's see, this is this was a survey, it was a national survey representing 2,146 adults in the United States, and it was done from April 2nd to April 13th. And they asked which three attributes, this is from Consumer Reports, but it's not done to just their, it's not just their it's subscribers, it was a na- nationwide uh, random uh, sample. Uh, they asked which three attributes of their current vehicle had the most room for improvement. And drum roll. This is, by the way, this is, this is always, I always find it interesting when I see these things. It says 44% said the number one thing was fuel economy. Number one, by far. 44% said that. Uh, And remember, this is after the Trump administration tried to roll back all the uh, fuel economy rules that were done during the Obama era. Mm -hmm. So, Customers seem to still want it, apparently. Uh, the numbers, number two thing, which shouldn't surprise you or anybody, that uh, it was purchase price. Everybody thought purchase prices were too high. Uh, we're, we're closing in on $36,000 as the average transaction price for a new car today. Uh, and so people are thinking that that's just getting high, especially when people aren't getting paid any more money. Of course. Um that it's, a, it's a problem for a lot of people. I mean, it's not just, you know, there's lots and lots of people can't afford uh, the, the high prices. Uh, number three is the maintenance cost. 29% said that, that uh, they were not happy essentially that there was room for improvement with maintenance costs. Um, number four was safety because I guess people think their cars are getting pretty safe. You don't hear about that many people dying in car accidents that aren't, really horrendous. I mean, if you're going 100 miles an hour and hit the, and hit you know uh, a concrete uh, you know wall, you probably are going to die. Even, but even some of those people survive. But most people survive car accidents now without you know generally terrible injuries. and that's due to all the various safety features, including you know airbags and civil uh, you know, stability programs and anti-lock brakes and automatic emergency braking and those kinds of things that have been rolling out on cars for years. Uh, so that, it's it's still important to people, and after that, they want a better infotainment system. Twenty percent thought that they could use better connectivity uh, and a better infotainment system because a lot of them are really awful to use. Uh, reliability was right there with twenty percent. People thought twenty, you know, that there was room for better reliability. Uh, vehicle comfort came in with seventeen percent. Cargo space, 14%. Now, I'm surprised that that's even on there because, uh, you know, people, everyone's buying an SUV these days, right? So that they could have even more cargo space. But I guess there's always room to get bigger, right? Bigger is better, some say. I guess. Uh, Then there's passenger room, 12%. Vehicle size, 12%. (laughs) Jesus, really? they need to be bigger. Uh, Horsepower, 11%. Um, I, I still think we have plenty of horsepower these days. You know, when things are going up to a thousand horsepower on some of these uh, cars, like a Mustang or something with 700 or 800 horsepower, or, or Bugatti with 1500 horsepower, or these kinds of things. I don't think horsepower is a problem. I mean, you know, a, a two-liter engine. you know, Forty years ago, we were lucky to get 100 horsepower. These days, they can get, you know. Three or 400 horsepower out of, out of a 2-liter engine with enough turbos and superchargers and stuff. Uh, off-road capability, 10% people thought that they needed more of that. Now, this is a surprise to me. Style. People thought that they, only 9% thought there was room for style. But I guess when you're only picking three, style isn't probably one of the top three.
2: No, probably not.
1: Probably not. And handling is at the, at the very end, uh, tail end here with the only 8% said that. Uh, and again, because most people don't Most people are not driving their cars like sports cars. I mean, sometimes they do, but most people are just commuting. And for the most part, cars are pretty good at commuting. You know, they're pretty good in traffic these days. You don't see cars that are overheating. You know, you just don't, you don't see that anymore. I mean, how many times do you see a car that's overheated on the side of the road? It's rare. And if you do, it's usually a much older car. Uh, it, it's, it's not one of the new cars because, you know, we've sort of f- fixed the cooling problems that are on cars or, uh, maybe somebody, you know, got a blew out a tire, but again, modern tires are really pretty reliable. Um, uh, and, uh, if you, but if you don't you know, replace the tires, uh, eventually they are going to give out on you. So I thought that was an interesting thing to, to, to see that how people are, are saying that, and which is contrary to what the government is doing. Always interesting to see those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I just wanted to – I picked out some of these sales numbers just because – to show just how bad things were in April. Um, in, in, um, in April, Italian car sales fell by 98%. France took an 88.8% hit. Germany was down 61%. The UK was down 97%. They only sold 4,321 cars. That's how many were registered. It's the lowest amount since 1946. They weren't even making cars in 1946 in the UK. I mean, the industry was just basically dead after the war. Um, but it gets worse. Of the of the of the 4,321 cars that were sold in the UK, 71% were fleet cars. In other words, they were ordered uh, before, you know, like a, a they were somebody placed a big order for, for trucks or for cars for their for their businesses before that, and they were delivered during this. Only 871 cars were sold to private buyers, hmm. and Of that, a big chunk of them were Teslas. Tesla was the number one selling brand in the UK that month. (laughs) Now, not everybody took a bad hit. Apparently, Ferrari still is doing all right. Uh, They restarted the factory already because, you know, people need their expensive cars. And Ferrari decided – and most most people can't even forecast what they're going to get hit – uh for the full year most car companies can't even begin to give guidance to these days but Ferrari said that they think they're going to have actually have a hit of 4% in sales 4% so the good news is the rich people are still rich people are still buying their cars no matter what so how nice for them isn't that nice now nice. more on Elon Musk you know that he tweeted that the stock was too high <laughs> One of his tweets that he he probably shouldn't do. Is
2: this one of these (laughs) things that they call a quality problem?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's – so he he's tweeted that the stock was too high, but apparently you know, and 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 the stock took a 10% hit after he did that, but then it recovered. So I guess you know, not all is lost. But somebody who was you know shorting the stock or or you know had you know a different position could have lost money. Who knows if they'll get sued for that one? But he, it was not approved by the board for him to send that that particular tweet. But um, even though the stock crashed after that and went back up, he is going to be qualifying for a good payday do you know how much the payday is i don't 700 million wow
2: <laughs> now it's I wonder if you could loan no, me one and even miss the rest i mean you no, know even miss it
1: none of it is in cash it's all in stock i mean you know there were certain metrics that they set out several, a few like 3 years ago so they set out these metrics that you know when when you know, if the the company made profit, if they had certain amount of revenue, if they uh, the, the stock price hit certain amounts, and apparently the stock price and the revenues have hit, so he's he's qualifies for one of these big salary bumps. Now he doesn't take an actual cash cash salary from Tesla. I mean, I'm sure he gets. Uh, you know, employee benefits and stuff, which are you know ten, you know, which are you know give they give him w, a W two for those kinds of things, but uh, he doesn't take an actual salary from Tesla, but uh, it, it'll well, it'll the, qualify him for a huge amount of stock.
2: That's the preferred way for a lot of these executives to take their compensation because they don't have to be taxed on it uh, at the time, and you know, and it's not until they actually uh, divest the stock that the taxes get paid on it well th- that is true but
1: they still have to buy the stock like you know like let's say the stock hit 100 but they were they have an option to you know they have options at at 20 they still have to pay the 20
2: is it an option or is it a grant
1: uh it's well it's it's I mean well I guess it's a grant they're giving him the shares
2: yeah so he's not paying for them
1: no but there he's going to have to pay. But it's going to be, it'll be ten ninety nine. It'll be not ten ninety nine. It'll be W two as compensation to him. Right. So he still. But does has to he pay. have
2: to pay on it before he divests it? Mm, yes. Hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, if, if, if it's if it's a part of a, if it's a grant, not, not an option, if it's a grant, which is they the article I read said that it was a grant, uh, something like 1.6 million shares and whatever it's worth when they they, they, they you know, actually give it to him, uh, the, he would have to pay as if that was income And But you still, but, to, you know, a capital gains rate, that's not a very high amount. It's maybe only 20%. You still have to sell some of the stock just to pay, just to pay for the tax. But, you know, it's, it's a lot of money.
2: Yeah,
1: so it's a good payday for some people. Um, let's see. Here's a, here's another thing that um, got got me uh, got my head shaking. Pickup trucks outsold sedans in the United States for the first time ever in April. It wasn't even close. The margin was seven. it were seventeen thousand more trucks sold than sedans. Just five years ago, sedans outsold pickup trucks by five hundred thousand units. But it's also it's sales of ever larger trucks is the fastest moving segment. Sales of full-size trucks were the more than 40% of, of uh, General Motors, Ford, and FCA sales in April. So f- just the big ones. I mean, we're not talking about the midsize ones or the SUVs, anything else. Just the full-size pickup trucks was 40% of the sales for the big Detroit 3 in April. People cannot buy them fast enough, apparently there there is such the the dealers are getting nervous that there's not enough pickup trucks in stock big pickup trucks that the first thing that they do when they restart the factories this month is make more big expensive pickup trucks that's the first thing they're going to start doing because there is not there are not enough trucks on the market to satisfy demand right now that's amazing isn't that astounding but it is absolutely true and it's the big ones it's not that it's not the small ones it's big Pickup trucks. And of course, it helps to have 84 months zero uh, percent interest financing, and you know, five thousand dollars off st- you know sticker, all that kind of stuff. But um, you know, it's, it's a lot. All right. This is Todd Bianco with John McMullen. You're listening to All Revved Up on IHEP Radio and we'll be right back.
0: truth and fun we're iHub Radio homegrown in the Coachella Valley for the love of cars this is all revved up here's Todd
1: welcome back I'm here with John McMullen and we were before the break we were talking about people buying big pickup trucks and I wanted to just expound just a little bit on that because I had some more statistics that there was there were you there used to Their dealers usually like to keep at least between 68 and 103 days supply of inventory for pickup trucks, because I guess they sell so many of them, they like to have lots and lots of them in, in stock. They're down below the 60 threshold, which that's why they're very nervous. They have, there are, there are orders at the factory from dealers piling up right now. And they're not the cheap trucks. They are the, ones that the, you know, the, the more, much more expensive ones with the higher option packages and the higher trim levels and the, you know, the four wheel drive, everything. I think people are deciding that we're now in the zombie apocalypse and, or, and in order for them to survive it, they need a pickup truck. I, I'm convinced of it. Um, and and this, this is this is even more scary. Before the pandemic, uh, the the share of the market of the United States from the Detroit three, which would be Fiat Chrysler, uh, Ford and General Motors, they had 37 percent of the market. Now, because people are loving their pickup trucks so much, they've picked up not one, not two, not three. They've picked up five full percentage points to 43 percent now of the market. That's almost unheard of to that go that kind of, you know, Swing in any given month, so they've really, really picked up, and it, it, they are expensive now. The average price for a vehicle is now thirty-five thousand seven hundred. I said it was thirty-six thousand. Well, it's close to that. Uh, so thirty-five thousand seven hundred is the now uh, average price, and the reason it's that high is not because there's so many. Camrys that are all selling at that price it's because pickup trucks are all trading in the 45 55 75 80,000 and higher level um and people i guess aren't going to stop and the midsize pickup truck segment is picking up. And right now we've figured out that uh, Ram is preparing an, a midsize pickup truck. They're, they they don't have one right now. Uh, there's the Chevy Colorado. Uh, the GMC has a midsize that's just like the Colorado. There's the Ford Ranger and, of course, uh, the Toyota Tacoma and the Nissan Frontier. And there's going to be a new Frontier uh, sometime at the end of this year. But um, we think we know what it's going to be called because uh, – Fiat Chrysler renewed uh, one of their older names. They're going to call it the Dakota. Uh, They used it a long time ago for a a truck, uh, but that was when it was still Dodge. Now that they separated the Dodge into the Dodge and Ram brands, uh, Ram will have their own mid-sized Dakota pickup truck. And no doubt it will sell well like all of the other ones. There's another possibility, though, that now there's something that we see. In the parking lot for iHub Radio, there's these weird-looking pickup trucks. There, John, those sort of white-looking things. Right, those are by Mitsubishi, and apparently, f- uh, f- under the Fiat brand, in outside of the United States, Fiat markets a Mitsubishi truck, kind of like that one, but it's uh, it's it's got a different name though. It's called the Fullback. So that's a you know, it's a possibility that they could bring a fullback version in and call it that, but it's more likely that they're going to go with Dakota. But uh, so the I, I thought fullback. See, fullback to me sounds like an American name, doesn't it? Sort of yeah, like a football player. A football player. And and we don't they don't really have that outside of the United States, do they? I and mean, people mm. don't play American soft football outside the United States, do they? I don't no, think so. Although
2: we play it in some other countries, but it's our guys.
1: Right, it's our, it's it's yeah it's it's the teams from the you know, north from basically the United States right. that are playing. Uh, so I thought it was interesting that they used a name like fullback, but only for a car sold outside the United States. Interesting. Yeah. So <clears throat> the Jeep Wrangler is a very popular car. Um, people will buy it no matter what, but they just got a really really bad um, rating from the Institute for uh, I'm the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, and they've posted a couple of videos on their YouTube channel. Apparently, they did this side uh, impact test where they – they. Um, by the way, that sound you hear is people bidding on that Toyota uh, 4Runner. <laughs> I swear that's what, that's what that noise is, is that it's due bids on that car. Um, so, they uh, – let's see. It's the um, – uh, showing the crash test performance on the current JL Generation Wrangler. It's the driver's side small overlap test. The SUV rolled over onto its side and they did it twice and it rolled over on its side twice. It's not supposed to roll over. No. <laughs> so, so they ended up What's? giving it a, a marginal rating. <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore. I mean, that's a rare, that's a rare occurrence for any car to get a marginal rating on that. So, um, you know, that the part, it didn't roll over in full, it just rolled over on its side. I guess maybe that's why it got marginal instead of fail. But, uh, it also, you know, it presents additional risks, obviously to the, to the, to the, uh, people who are in the, in the car, if it you know falls over on its side instead of, you know, resting back on all four wheels. Um, I don't know what they're going to do as far as uh, I mean, what you know, Wranglers or the you know Jeep is going to do as far as this goes. I'm sure they're going to find some way to, you know. To 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 fix that in coming generations, but the good news is that the crash test dummy and other crashes had a good survival space, well, you know, that maintained the the distance between the legs and the feet, and there was low incident of uh, with low likelihood of injury. So we did have some good points, but rolling over on its side on the on the uh, front uh, partial. Um, uh, impact test is not a good thing, and then having the results stuck on YouTube for everybody to watch is also a bad thing. Not nice. No. So that's not a, not a good thing for them. But you know something? It won't it won't make anybody think twice about buying a, a Wrangler. It, it'll sell no matter what. You know, you can say yeah. Poor, people are
2: pretty poor. loyal yeah, it's, to the brand.
1: It it absolutely is the truth. It it uh, it, it seems to be that. There's no question about it that people will still buy it. Um, one more thing on on Tesla, he he, uh, he likes to give podcast interviews. This time it was to Joe Rogan, and he said that their their redesigned Roadster is going to be pushed back because it's more of a halo car. It's something that's like dessert for your meal. He's got it. He says, "You quote is we got to get the meat, potatoes, greens, and other stuff first. So that means they need the, the Cybertruck factory because that's going to be a huge seller. They have over 500,000 500, orders. They need to get the Model Y restarted in Fremont, uh, which is going to be their number one selling car. And they need to get the, the factory in Berlin online so that it is going full tilt. Um, but that's a lot for a car company that has, you know, it's, it's a lot of money. Come out of their pocket to finance all these things. They have the cash. They've, they, you know, they've gone to various markets to do it, so they have it. But they need to put it all together before they can make the the pretty red roadster that's going to be fabulous. So this is Todd Bianco with John McMullen. Uh, when we get back, we're going to talk a lot of things on bring a trailer. I'm going to uh, go hitch
2: up right now.
1: And <laughs> that's right. All right. Uh, we'll see you after the uh, news at the top of the hour.